Bitch, worst pull up. Black boy, hop out. Shout out to my mother and my father. Hold up. Oh my God, Hold up. I've never seen nothing like this. <laughs> That's what my mom was saying. She, she was crying and shit. She was just like, this shit is beautiful. It was a beautiful moment. You always, you always keep the picnic blankets in the back because you, you never know. Pull up, black boy, hop out. Shout out to my mother and my father, they can pull out. MSG sell out, fuck these niggas yap bout. Whips on whips, my ancestors got their backs out. Two, four, five hundred stacks for the hood. Call me lumberjack, cause I wish a nigga would. Whereas you would like I, this the wish a nigga could. Face thing, getting paper like they should. Niggas ain't really on the type of shit he on. I hit Drizzy and told him I had a Hi and welcome to the Heart of Brunch Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels, and with me on the ones and twos, the wheels of steel, our producer, uh, the sauce boss of Indianapolis, the 2021 Meat Cake Champion, and the last white dragon, Zach Roan. Hey there. Sauce boss! <laughs> sauce lord! <laughs> A very special returning champ guest with us in studio today, <sighs> Gwendolyn Sunkel. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the program, Gwen. Oh my God, thank you so much for having me, especially on this today, the day of Harder Brunch's first away game. The holiest of holies. Um, We did just have an amazing uh, away game. Um, Typically, uh, on here, we would uh, I would cook brunch, or sometimes we have uh, a guest chef come in and cook brunch. But today, we decided to do a little bit something different. We took a road trip. All uh, <laughs> the way down 10th Street. All the way, all the way a block away to the famous Steer Inn restaurant on the east side of Indianapolis. If you're listening from the outside the Indianapolis area or you've never been to the Steer Inn, it's an amazing place full of history. I think, oh, I meant to look up, was it a car hop or a car? It was like a drive-in um, restaurant. Drive-in restaurant. Drive up. Drive, drive up, through, drive-in. Drive-through. What was the bank? <laughs> that was the, the we were talking about the Dunkin Donuts down oh. on um a little further down on 10th Street. So uh, halfway through the meal uh <laughs> tables just start the <laughs> server just started yelling out questions to the entire restaurant about where some bank used to be and of course Gwen was like, "Oh yeah, it's the old Dunkin Donuts." <laughs> It's kind of like a crowdsourced Alexa. Yeah. <laughs> it absolutely was a crowdsourced Alexa. That's that's how we used to do it when we yeah. were kids. Gwen, <laughs> where'd that bank used to be? <laughs> it used to be the Dunkin' Donuts. No, 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 no. The Dunkin' Donuts is coming in. Mm. Uh, it it used to be to a an, bank, old, an old bank. An old bank, which is, which is a great setup, you have to admit, because they've got a drive-thru there already. But you know how I knew it was a Dunkin' Donuts? A safe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> For the donuts. Um, no, you know how I knew it was a Dunkin' Donuts? Because they, all they changed on it was the handle of, for the door handle, and it was that pink D. <laughs> like, That's amazing. I should uh, probably make sure not to isolate pink D. Yeah, pink D. <laughs> as, as, a great pink D. Uh, it'd be cool if you got your donuts via vacuum tube. <gasps> oh, know, my God. I hope they keep the pneumatic tube system. I wish more things had a tube system. <laughs> like, okay. I we, we were talking at the restaurant, and one of the things I miss about working in a hospital is um, unlimited access to pellet ice. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing was pneumatic tube system. Oh. Yeah, we would send a lot of things from floor to floor. The pneumatic you tube system. A, an old timey was it old timey hospital? No, it wasn't old. T- no, they, these 
These Hospital, are new, new tubes. Hospitals nowadays have these things. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Is there a salesman for like pneumatic, the pneumatic tube tubes, installation? I'm sure there that is, has to yeah. go like be like, hey, you want to go with our pneumatic tube, not yeah. that inferior pneumatic tube company? <laughs> I used to sell pneumatic tubes as a tough racket. <laughs> like I feel like we that we imagine that that's what the future would look like. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like tube, instead, tube technology. Yeah, yeah, instead of more wires, we'd have more tubes. More tubes, yeah, yeah and we'd and just be sending things physically. I kind of wish we were more going toward more that. Tubes. That's what mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's what Elon Musk wanted to do to send people from New York to L.A. Was just like, what if uh, it was a pneumatic tube. tube under the ground? And just shot you across the country real quick. Seems like a great idea, yeah. Until you get two tubes stuck, and then... Well, the other problem was that, um, like, I worked in a hospital that was adjacent to a larger hospital, and so, like, um, our lab specimens and stuff would go over to the larger hospital to get tested and stuff, Mm -hmm. and if it rained, like, the pneumatic tube where they would go under, like, would flood, and then you couldn't use it. Um, So it was a big bummer. How many samples <laughs> how many blood samples drowned that day yeah no you would you, you would figure it out beforehand it would um well your, your uh, knee yeah. starts aching you're like no nope, we're not using the tube today <laughs> nobody used the tube system <laughs> uh well i don't we got off on a tangent we but yeah sure we did. uh but yeah so the steering it used to be if you're an east side rail it used to be called heralds forever mm-hmm. there's some diehards that still call it heralds it's like me with deer creek you can change it every year if you want. It's always going to be Deer be Creek to me. Harold's. Um, Harold's Deer Creek. But something that was cool during uh, part of the quarantine was that they went back to the drive uh, the drive up situation. Yeah. So you could come and park and uh, servers would come out and take your order at your car and bring it out to you. And that was kind of one of those fun quirks of quarantine where it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, this is kind of nice. Like, yeah. Um, did you ever go to, like the mug and bun on the yeah. on the west side or Edwards Drive In? Mm-hmm. They don't have like the covered thing, but yeah, they still come out to your car to take your order. Yeah, I feel like drive in movies were the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when a lot of the theaters were shut down, they were even if they were only playing like you know old old, mo- old releases, it was still a good time to go out and yeah, you know, just kind of hang out. Yeah. I just got a notification uh, yesterday. This time last year, I went and saw Burt Kreischer perform at a at a drive-in. At a yeah, drive-in. and that was a that was a fun time. Yeah, get your nips out for Burt Kreischer. <laughs> it was also I screamed at Miss Pat because I get very excited sometimes when I see people on public, mm-hmm. but I always kind of forget like a second later that women don't like to be screamed at now out in public. Mm, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I saw a black woman walking around a Burt Kreischer show, which kind of stuck out a little bit, you uh-huh, know, because uh-huh. it's just. Ninety nine point nine percent white guys. I, I mean, Miss Pat commands the room when she walks into it, regardless <laughs> and, if she's. The and only I was one. like, well, "What is this black woman doing?" Walk and like my thought was like, "What is this black woman doing walking around this place by herself?" And I was like, "It's Miss Pat." Yeah. And, and you're then, like, "Miss, this person has nothing to worry about." This, but this all happened with like in a nanosecond. It was like. This person lo- looks out of place here. Oh, it's Miss Pat. Hey, Miss Pat. And then I'm like, oh, don't yell at Miss Pat. What are you doing? No. Uh, but yeah, she performed there. It was amazing. It was a great show. But um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> we were talking about. He'll the be on steer guys. in. Yeah, this steer, steer in. in. Yeah. Harold's. Um, used to be Harold's. Oh, I, I, had, I had something else on deck. I'm sorry. It's this damn sobriety, Zach. It's this damn. I think last week, you see, after Scotch and Steak Sunday, 
the 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 first podcast was amazing, and then the second podcast. What would you say that uh, it went off the rails? Oh yeah, it absolutely went off the rails. No, it was very weekend at Bernie's situation. <laughs> We're kind of just poking you to get some yeah. words out. <laughs> get some words out. Um, yeah, we have an amazing uh, amazing show for you today. Comedian Gwen Sunkel in the house. Yeah, I remember what I was thinking of now. I was connecting the two memories of yesteryear, mm. as it were. And you were part of the very first Heart of Brunch before it was even a podcast. Yes. And that was another thing I looked up to see when that was. And that was mid-June of two years ago. (gasps) Heart of Brunch was originally a, uh, the idea was basically a brunch show social club where people would meet up. And our first one was two years ago in June. Yeah. We met up at the TikTok. Had a great time. Outrageous Bloody Mary's. Had some patio time, some outrageous, outrageous Bloody Marys. How many people were in attendance? Uh, it was like eight. Eight, I that's, think. That's pretty yeah. cool. Eight or nine. So this is kind of like a return to form, only like a, a sadder, less populated form. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my my favorite thing about this is, you know, it started as the social club, and uh, Dyke called it Harder Brunch. Because, uh, like, oh, we're going to brunch harder. Right? Mm-hmm. And then after that, he turned it into a podcast where he cooks a multi course <laughs> meal for a guest every week. And I was like, this is a harder brunch. This is a, more, a lot difficult more difficult brunch than how you started out. And I, f- I feel like this is a, like, I've talked about it on the podcast before, but this feels like a spite podcast. Well, to me. you know, originally you brought that up and I was like, yeah, but I was like, I started thinking about it. And it wasn't a spite to you. You were the only person that consistently showed up. That's true, because I'm a slut for brunch. But So the first one was at the TikTok, and then I want to say the second one we did uh, like a bingo. No, we maybe there was State Street. There was two at TikTok. I think, yeah, I think we went to TikTok a couple of times because so somebody like was like, eight, I didn't get to go last time. I want to go this time. Exactly. So it was like eight people down to, I think eight people showed up the second time, but they came in waves. Maybe, yeah. Maybe that was it. That's... And then the third time was this, and it's an, an amazing event they used to do at State Street called a, a Bingo Brunch, mm-hmm. um, where they would have a, a comic or some sort of comedic host come in, and like he had a joke for every single like letter, letter combination. But like, yeah, it, it was about as dad joke as you could get, but it, it was. Very consistent with it. He I did it the whole time. I think it was Duncan Kissinger, I think is his name. But, um, and, uh, yeah, it was just a lot of fun. Like, I remember one time you could see some people walking in from the parking lot, and he was like, okay, everybody pretend to be asleep. Yeah. <laughs> like, so we all put our heads down. Um, and the brunch that day, like, their cook had not shown up or something, and so the brunch was not good, and... Um, coming out very sparingly which was a bummer um so i think that was like no one else showed up after that yeah no there were then you then you were like let me try to monetize this podcast (laughs) or monetize this uh brunch social club by turning it into a podcast then i was like what what if i could laugh in the face of all we need (laughs) some sort of global pandemic for me to laugh in the face of and I feel like trying to get people together at a restaurant is a nightmare mm-hmm. on just just on a, a one-off event. Yeah. Well, I think also I forgot that I'm not 22, 
I feel like if I was, I feel like that's a younger person's game to get like yeah a group of yeah. people together. I thought there was something that comics would do, but then the other thing I found is like comics don't typically like to get up early on any days of the week, but especially on Sundays. Yeah, and um, I, I don't know, like it's expensive to go out and stuff, and and too, I do feel like if I drink like at brunch, my whole day is like ruined. You know, yeah, I cannot, I can't get anything else done that day. <laughs> Yeah, that's why you build your entire life around brunching on Sunday, <laughs> taking a long nap. I mean, very fair. Gwen, very I'll, sh- fair. I'll, I'll show you how to do this. Uh, we're doing it. <laughs> I'm on the podcast right now. But you're not drinking. I'm having a Topo Chico. You're not drinking a third of a bottle of scotch in the middle of the <laughs> afternoon. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed I didn't get invited to scotch and steak day. Well, it was. I'm uh, not a father. So it was, yeah, it. What, Zach was the deciding no vote, unfortunately, on that one. The rest of us were yays. Yeah, no, like, and somehow mine outweighed everybody else's. <laughs> it was a, it was a minority majority sort of situation. <laughs> I love thinking about you guys taking a vote about this. <laughs> we have a list of people Do we like have a quorum? this person. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, so we got some, well, why does everybody go around and say what they had at the, at the steering? Oh, normally right. we would describe the food, but, um, I, I will go first. We all had different stuff. I had, uh, the manhandler, which is <laughs> one of my favorite named, uh, dishes, uh, I've ever eaten. And two is like one of my go-tos. So the manhandler comes with your choice of three eggs, any way you want them, uh, Half order of biscuits and gravy and or pancakes. And then your choice. Or French toast. Or French toast. Your uh, choice of protein. Excuse me. Choice of protein. And then. and then It was bacon, sausage links, sausage patties. So, yes. And then and then choice of toast. And choice of potatoes. And choice of potatoes. I'm so, that's why a lot I'm, of choices. I'm sitting here. There was the choice of a French toast thing, right? Was that yeah, that was, was the biscuits the, yeah. and gravy, pancakes, or French oh, toast. Okay, I've got it down where I know my order pretty well, but then I forget all the. There's a million combinations on the manhandler, is what we're seeing. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird that you get like biscuits and gravy, pancakes, or French toast and toast. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. guess it's a manhandler. Do you want so. carbs? 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 Or carbs? <laughs> And then cover that with more carbs. It's going to be delicious. More carbs. Uh, and you had some nacho cheese on your... It wasn't um, nacho <laughs> cheese. It is just a cheese sauce. <laughs> okay. It is not spicy. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I like to add the cheese sauce when I feel like a real, being a real scumbag. Mm. I'm just like, can you just crack open a can of yellow cheese? And She brought something shreddy cheese for you, too. When you said cheese, she's like, I didn't know which one, so I just brought all the cheeses. Well, I don't know. I don't remember if you caught it, but I, I, I stammered when I, when she asked me what kind of cheese I wanted, and then she pulled out her pad and she goes, can you point to it? <laughs> like, like I was in a, oh. a special learning class. <laughs> well, to to be fair, also, you had asked for your hash browns to, like, have cheese cooked on them. Mm-hmm. It didn't come out that way, so you were like, hey, instead of sending this whole thing back, can yeah. I can I just get a little cup? But you know what? It doesn't matter. Steering always, they always do me right. They do. Um, also, famously, uh, they were visited by diners, uh, drive-ins and dives. Yes. I want to say 10 years ago at this <laughs> point, but. Probably. Guy Fieri did come in there. Did. He did. Uh, um, they still hold his, have his picture hanging high. Um, I they, think that gets restaurants a lot of advertising and business. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents, it's, every time they go on vacation, they like will plan part of their trip around going to one of those restaurants. Oh, really? Yeah. No, the, I mean, 
more power too. I think it, just until recently, before COVID, everything that everything that was featured on the show had a little picture of Guy Fieri's face <laughs> yes. next to it on the menu. So you'd be like, I want that one. Um, what do you have, Gwen? I had the Irish skillet, mm. which um, the Syrian does a banging corned beef, um, which I uh, love yes. so much. Um, even though we found out today that despite owning a mustard company, Zach, not a fan of corned beef. It's not my only unpopular opinion. <laughs> it's one of them. It, it is one of them, yeah. Um, but so then, You should ask him about false flag attacks. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was like... Hash browns, corned beef, all chopped up together in a little hash situation, topped with uh, two eggs over easy and mm. Swiss cheese, mm. and like broiled all down. And then um, we had a waffle for the table. Oh yeah, uh, you introduced the concept. Well, you introduced the this concept. This is not of my a, idea. This is like pancake for the table. Pancake for the table. Yeah, and that, it didn't. You didn't sell me on pancake for a table, but when it got switched to waffle, I was like, I can do that. Yeah, yeah, I'm willing to take other suggestions, but yeah, no one wants an entire order of pancakes for themselves. Like, yeah. unless you're a child, uh, like I need just something a little bit more substantial. But that doesn't mean I don't want like three to four solid bites of pancake. <laughs> well, that's why I like. I like a waffle too. I like. I think if it was presented, like if they cut it up and then it was presented, like like a pizza, like a, like, a, like on a rectangle, no, like a rectangle board, you know, where it's mm. already pre-cut. I mean, I can cut a waffle as good as anyone else, but <laughs> I think like the waffle for the table idea would go further mm, if it was actually. Uh, if it was on a, the menu like, as such, it and looked then, like an appetizer kind of. Situation. Yeah, it looked oh. like every, everyone got a little. Waffle nacho. We're going to do a little waffle for the table here next time. Maybe not next week, but yeah. so gonna, I think I'm going to start incorporating that. Waffle for the table. Waffle. Table waffles. Waffle for the table. Um, no, that was really good. What What did you have there, Zach? I had a patty melt. Patty melt. You yep. know what? I'm going to say my favorite hamburger. Yeah, no, that's definitely oh, my favorite easily. hamburger. Oh, is that common? <laughs> I thought I was breaking new ground there. No, it might be everybody's favorite. I don't know that it's everybody's favorite, but um, I love the uh, burger to bread ratio on the on the toast of yes. a patty melt. Um, yes. Like sometimes hamburger buns are like too way much. too much. I agree. Yeah. Way too much. Yeah. Um, but the only the only thing the only thing wrong with the patty melt is it's not a super photogenic burger. True. As sure. someone who used to have to take a lot of photos of hamburgers, I'd be so excited. I'm like, this is my favorite one. He's just like brown on brown on brown. With I a little, like, yeah, I feel like a lot of burgers don't yeah. look as good when you're taking, like, yeah, when they don't come across as well, I feel like, in the pictures. Yeah, I think I've read, like, some of the, like, photography trade secrets, like, when they're taking them for commercials and stuff. They actually, like, put toothpicks and stuff to, like, hold the layers apart more so you can actually oh, yeah, yeah. see, like, what's on the burger. Because, yeah, it all kind of just gets, like, put in there. And um, Gwen, you have been on the show. Do you remember how many times you've been on as an actual Heart of Brunch? Uh, I feel like twice. Yeah, twice before, prior to this. This is, like, yes. this. You know, there's comics that have never been on this show that are like, what the fuck? Just again, three times? Three yeah. times before I get my number one? Well, that's what how, can I say? That's yeah. how hot of a guest you are. That's how in demand. It it was, I mean, the whole thing was my idea. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see why I'm not getting a cut of the profits. 
You are on the harder brunch, Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Mount Brunchmore. Mount Brunchmore. <laughs> Nate, write, write that down. <laughs> Mount Brunchmore. What was the other one? Oh, breakfast cuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dyke yeah. was so mad. Oh, my God. Dyke was throwing power moves during brunch. Yeah. We, um, He's like, you know, we're going to, we were offering to pay, right? For Yeah, for starters, I was offering to pay for my own brunch. Um, and then I, I was like, I would even offer to buy yours, Dyke, as reparations. <laughs> reparations were made. <laughs> reparations. Like, you brunch. missed Juneteenth by an entire week. <laughs> um, yeah, I just hadn't seen you since Juneteenth. So I hadn't had a chance to take you out for our traditional reparations <laughs> brunch. So It's weird he, that you always make me sing the spirituals, <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna sing for your supper, boy. You know what? The important thing is that I feel. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's really what's, why. That's what Juneteenth yeah. is all about. Steering was of really light. uncomfortable. With <laughs> so uh, he's like, "No, no, no! I'm paying for this on my card. Uh, I'm Big Daddy Brunch. Big Daddy Brunch in the house." And so Zach and I are like, "Well, we will leave it the tip." And. Um, we we left the tip and then Dyke was like, "You guys are making me feel like a brunch cuck." <laughs> and you so both he tried to double cuck me right there. In the he also left a tip, and so this woman is um doing uh, getting a a lovely blessing, <laughs> which she deserves because she works hard. Yeah, um, and she deserves it even if she doesn't work hard. Like people deserve nice things. <laughs> They're always great. Service is always wonderful up there. Absolutely. Also, taking you two jamokes out to the steering <laughs> is the cheapest brunch I've ever had to pay for. <laughs> We should have ordered more foods. Yeah. Or thrown more tips. <laughs> hey, pay it forward. Just set that table and order waffles on me. How creepy would that be? Someone just like, this waffle came from that guy over there. He just, just wanted you to have it. Yeah. He, said, he said, I had to pour the syrup on in front of you. <laughs> he said something about waffles for the table. I don't know. Oh, it was good. Oh. Uh, but that was great. One thing I love about the Steerin is how varied their menu is. Like you can get all the breakfast diner food and then you can get all like the regular diner food. But then their pizza is so good too. I've never had it and I've only heard good things. Yeah, it's like surprisingly good. Especially like, uh, I mean, there aren't a lot of delivery pizza places in this area, are there? Are, are there? Um, yeah, well, there's all kinds of East Side slutty hood pie. Are you oh, okay. Me? I didn't know if they delivered. I didn't know. If they oh, delivered, most of them do. Okay, okay. But Siren delivers also. Yeah, but um, yeah. So it's very good. They have um, just like a kind of regular crust, and then they do a Chicago deep dish, which is very good. They got. Uh, they have a dude out there. They have like a full smoker out back, and mm -hmm. there's a dude out there that's just always cranking and working on that thing too. Like their ribs, I've heard are really good. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's just it's just like amazing. Like. I always say it's my number one go-to hangover spot. Yes, yeah, the, uh, lots of stuff to mop up all that alcohol. They're, like their desserts are good, like their pies and stuff. Um, and then I've been, um, I used to go with some friends on Valentine's Day, which you have to get a reservation to mm -hmm. go to the steer in on Valentine's Day. And they do up all the little, you know, steak and potatoes thing. And, oh, and, yeah. and But it, they have several things on the menu for it. Um, it was always very good. They're pie game is pretty amazing too especially mm -hmm. like towards the holidays yeah they do a lot of uh amazing pies guys we're sponsored by the steering <laughs> now i don't know <laughs> no honestly it was a it's it's a it's a great it's a great restaurant if you haven't been there in a while go back uh if you've never been go check it out um it's very fun 
I'll tell you what I did see on Friday. Somebody on the, I don't know if you're familiar with the Irvington Neighbors page. I've, but I've it heard is, of it. <laughs> it is one of the most entertaining things. And um, Irvington, I love you, but on the internet, we're a little crazy together. And somebody had gone and got through a third party, like DoorDash or something, had ordered a chicken fried steak and onion rings. Mm-hmm. And I, I will say this for this person's defense, like uh, the food that was presented in the photo that he took looked less than less than optimal. But he kind of went on a very aggressive rant about it. And the the hood does not play that shit. No. And like uh, they, they gave him some options he could have taken. To you talk do not to the manager, come for the you, know, you don't come for the steering. <laughs> and also, like there are the others, steering comes for you. <laughs> they're like, they have people in there. It's like those DoorDash guys will they'll eat your food and just throw a couple like chicken nuggets on there, <laughs> just like all the time. <laughs> totally common practice for yeah. the DoorDash guy to switch your food out. With somebody. I mean, I would assume anytime there's not like a sealed thing, I would assume the DoorDash guy's taking his cut of fries or something mm, out of there. He's mm. taking a little bit. Off the top. Yeah. I think that's something that nobody realizes is the fry tax. Yeah. It happens in restaurants. Mm, yeah. Well, typically in a restaurant, oh, the fry tax comes off of the dirty tables. <laughs> like, you don't oh, typically. I don't know. I've seen it. I've seen it come off. Like, it comes off of the plate before it hits the line. Um, and then a serval will hit it. Like, mm. not everybody. Yeah, not yeah, everybody. Yeah. yeah I just. More I was thinking about the think. the wrath that would come down from some of my former I, employers. I yeah. do remember there was one place where we had this big, it was a ridiculous sort of like ice cream sundae for a birthday. And so it had a special dish and it was just gargantuanly large. It was supposed to be for a table and you're not supposed to be able to finish it. Uh-huh. And when it would come back, it would always be unfinished. And we had one person that was in the back that would always eat off of it and it oh, seemed wow. like it was like like I, I could understand a french fry that didn't look touched or something yeah. like yeah. that but just but like ice scooping cream. off of a, a, a communal uh, yeah. sunday and that was uh i'll tell you what man i've been that poor before i've been that poor before and so hungry no i don't think I this was like, that situation no it was a service staff person it wasn't like oh uh, okay yeah I was like, I remember, I remember, I briefly worked. I had a very brief experience working at TGI Fridays, and being an awful server, but also just being like, they, like I, I had no shit. Like I lost money going to work on most shifts because it was in Greenwood, and so it was like with gas and stuff and like everything. But it was like I would leave with like fourteen dollars on a shift. I'm like, well, how did? This can't be right. For, and then, like, I don't have enough money to order food at the place I work for. And I remember, like, just staring at a, like, staring at the food and staring at a fry coming back. And I'm like, I could eat this steak fry. I don't have to know about it. That's very true. You could. Yeah, but no, this wasn't like that. This was like they would see it coming back and, like, ooh, it's a treat day. There was a communal ice cream sundae. It's also, like, uh, I. I don't know. Like I could see on one hand if it looked very untouched, but like oh, it's all melty. It had been yeah. out there for forty five minutes. Yeah, and, and it's like, like this is multiple people, multiple strangers have been eating off of this. You know, it was terrible. This was a pre COVID world. Yeah, it was people a pre COVID. People, people were wild out there. What if it wasn't? Uh, <laughs> wow, uh. I'm amazed at how quickly people are going back into their. Just dirtbag behaviors. Like I've been mm. in the men's restroom multiple times and seen guys go straight from. The toilet outside. The urinal outside is bad bad enough, 
But like, so watching someone Ugh. leave the toilet and then just twenty threes could do without even a, not even letting some water hit the the them phalanges. I don't understand. Like, how do you not need to just wash your hands periodically throughout the day? Yeah. It regard like. Maybe what that's the is thing. going they're, on? They're, they're doing it throughout the day, so they don't need to double up. In yeah, the I'm sure that's what it is. <laughs> Get up, no. wash your hands. Too many times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Got two minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes. That's just enough time to wash your hands twice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, are we putting in? This is a good good question for on air. Are we putting in commercials in the? I I haven't heard an anchor ad in a in a long time. Yeah, we are. Are they there? They should be. Okay. What's in the middle? Because I feel like when I listen in the middle, I go. I try to put the anchor. Hey out guys, we're gonna take a quick commercial break and be right back, and then we just come right back. And there's no commercial. This is a terrific conversation. Terrible, but no, I, we, I try to put it in the middle, but I think it tries to bump it to the front. Okay, so should I not say we're taking a commercial break? Should I just go? Hey, we're gonna take a break. Hey, it's your show, and then we'll be right. What do you think, Gwen? <laughs> Uh, well, as the founder of this <laughs> podcast. As the Ray Kroc of Harder Brunch. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. <laughs> Zero opinion. This is why I don't have a podcast, because I don't want to have to make these tough decisions. Uh, well, see, people like they like hearing how the sausage is made. That's what I've learned. Ah, uh, yes. So I'm like, wait, wait. How do the ads go in the middle? How is sausage made? Guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and whatever well, whatever, can- whatever happens once you stop hearing my voice, I don't know. Maybe, it'll, maybe you'll get an ad. Maybe it'll go straight into me talking again. Let's find out. Spider Mary, Spider Mary, Spider Mary. Also, I was I was told after your your first appearance that we kind of talked all over you, so I was trying to give you Oh is more, that yeah. okay, okay. We did talk a lot over you on your first interview. That was when you guys were so early in the po- you, like that was when you were still recording it on a phone in the middle of the table, so you hadn't gotten it down. Had not. Yeah, so your podcasting has gotten a lot better. Congratulations. Hey, thanks. But then it's Scotch and Steak Day, and all of a sudden, yeah. no more. And I'm goofed up for the next two weeks. <laughs> That's what will happen when you drink a third of a bottle of scotch <laughs> on your brunch podcast. That's, that's in the morning. <laughs> Hi, and welcome back to the Heart of Brunch podcast. We're still kicking it with Gwen Sunkle. Hey. Uh, Gwen, I, yeah. well, first of all, I wanted to, before we get into that, um, I wanted to, I don't, yeah, you said you listened to last week's episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of talk at the beginning of last week's episode. About flop draws, about my <laughs> flop draws specifically. Yes, yeah. And I, I feel like I, I took a lot of uh, criticism from my producer and my co-host last week. Mm-hmm. And I want to say my DMs flooded this week with like, thank you for talking about the flop draws. I'm glad wow. someone's finally brave enough to talk about this on the air. Some just some hands up emojis. Mm-hmm. Now, when um, you say blowing up, are we talking like two DMs, three? How many DMs are we talking to blow up on the Harder Brunch podcast? There was uh, one. Inbox. There was one. 
one person one one person reached out and they just said flop draws and then it was just two hands Hands going out but i assume for every person that actually reaches out Uh you took that as a they were getting support from you yeah that yeah. wasn't just like I said, flop draws. <laughs> that was funny. That, that, what you saw there was, thank you for thank addressing you. this subject. I felt so alone and unheard. Yes. And now. Yeah. It's like. Yeah, you uh, took a lot of liberties with that DM. Have you ever heard of representation? That's what, that's what it is. The <laughs> flop draws community has not been properly. There are re- dozens <laughs> of us. I'm going to design you a flag. Yeah. <laughs> to make sure there's a big hole in the middle. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. So anyway. So that's uh, that's the heart of brunch mailbag for this week. <laughs> Literally and metaphorically, the mailbag no. is empty. Uh, no, I'm I'm excited to be here. But no co-host today. No, just just living living free, flying by the seat of our pants. Yeah. Well, when there's no co-host, that's when I uh, I ask Zach for extra personality. Mm. So that's what he's been giving you today. He's been giving Ooh. you the, the extra sauce. Yeah, yeah. sauce buzz. La- last week he couldn't even talk. So this week, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a lot better. It's a big improvement. Zach, you were noting at the steer in that the condiment caddies are no longer on the table, which is a leftover from COVID. And as someone who makes his living selling sauces, toppings, and condiments, you are disappointed in this trend. Yeah, I'd say disappointed to the least. I I tweeted about <laughs> to it. The least. <laughs> But Wait, who'd I mean, you tweet to? Well, the know, universe. The universe. Everybody. <laughs> black Twitter. Yeah. Because Zach's on Black Twitter. <laughs> and just adds Black Twitter on everything. <laughs> Hashtag Black Twitter on everything I say. <laughs> this can't go wrong. This will age well. It's right next to my white boy summer tags. But no, uh, uh, I think there's a lot of things that we changed up with COVID. And, you know, now that we're going back, we're kind of saying maybe we don't have to do those things anymore. And some of them make sense and some I just think are uh, dumb. Yeah. And I think the you know, not having caddies of condiments at the table, you know, really strikes down the, the experience. I kind of feel like because we're still not out like we're still not at full capacity in restaurants right yeah it won't be i think like july 4th is when they make that decision the the whatever next not holiday of days that is that was when they the city officially decides right which means they need half as many caddies it's fine (laughs) that's the thing there's no none of these reasons tells tells me why all uh, the caddies got thanos stuff (laughs) (laughs) yeah like i know they've got them that's true. That's true. I was bummed. I went to La Revolution in Fountain Square, and one of the things I love about going there is that they have all those different house-made hot sauces. And I like to, you know, I'll, I'll get, I'll be like, just bring me a caddy full of like whatever, and I'll try because I like to try like a different thing, yeah. like on each, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. third of the taco. That's what I wanted today with the hot sauce. Yeah, but <laughs> we could not have that. You have to pick one, yeah. and it's like a shotgun style. Like, what's your choice right now? I was like. <laughs> She said those things so quickly, it sounded like one sauce. She was like... Yeah. To be honest, you were... Like, she said four different hot sauces. And given the diner quality of the place, I was like, wow, that's quite a selection of hot sauces. I was surprised as well. And then as she walked away, you were just like, oh, I guess only Cholula. No, I... No, because they had Tabasco, Sriracha, Cholula, and um, Red Hot. I like... I like... uh, All right. 
Red Hot is garbage. Red <gasps> Red Hot. Are you is, kidding me? I love French. It's Red hot the sauce. lowest tier of like well, like what I would call like a table sauce. Like Cholula is good table sauce. Like I feel like that's good middle of the road. Frank's is what's 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 what would be higher than the what would be the upper end? Uh, our harder brunch sauce. Oh, oh yeah, it's pretty, pretty pretty damn good. Maybe that you need to get those in the caddies there at the steer in the harder brunch yeah. hot sauce. I like the Frank's Red Hot because I like um, really vinegary condiments mm. and um, I like that kind of like Louisiana hot sauce style. Um, controversial opinion from this side of the table. I don't love sriracha as much as everybody else does. Like, yeah. I like it on Asian food, like, uh, yeah, yeah. but to put it on everything, like, I think it just overpowers. It 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 had its day in the sun a couple of years back. I was prominently it, featured on on some burgers, on, so, on some of our house burgers that we made. Like, yeah. but it was like the summer. It was like that and cookie butter were like the it, summer of sriracha. It was <laughs> almost like hops. Like you just mm. couldn't get away from it. If you were there the was trend, like, of, there's like sriracha pickles or sriracha. Yeah. Yeah. There's a sriracha bun, sriracha cheese on oh, it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. When <laughs> oh my god, when we did. When we started our food truck, we got put in this competition. Like right at the very beginning, we were supposed to help like new businesses. Promote your food and, truck. And um, one of the businesses was just a guy. I think it was called You Flavored Ketchups, and it was just you would get it was just ketchup that would come with a sauce mix, uh, like a, a spice blend, and <laughs> so it was like three, can... three different. And the old dude was like, "No, you you flavor it." And <laughs> so I was like, "It's not even pre mixed." It was the idea. Did it come with the ketchup, or did you supply your own? You ketchup? supply your own ketchup you with a little flavor own, pack. Yeah, no. they just they just sold the spice mixes. Man, I fucked up. To to be mixed <laughs> into the ketchup. It was the worst product I've ever seen in my I, life. I mean, I guess I've seen like there used to be a bunch of people's moms used to sell like those dip mixes. Do you remember this? Like like, uh, like a ranch dip <laughs> oh, yeah, mix. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like powdered dip mixes. I don't remember <laughs> anyone's mom selling those. <laughs> I don't but. Know, but yeah, that, that was the whole thing. Uh, and, and that was kind of the same concept. It was like, look, we've combined all these things and now you put them in your own sour cream. But I would say I, ain't nobody got time for that. That's, <laughs> that's what, I, what I'd say. Did you win your competition? What, what competition was that? It's a real tough spot there. So the competition was, it was for a new business and they were supposed to help you with like, they had a team of local people and one of them being Scotty Wise from Scotty's Brew This was the entrepreneur competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I won that one. You did? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Different year? Yeah. I won the new business category. Well, we were told that we were uh, already too um, strong of a new business. Like we already had our branding they're basically you have your ducks in a row. We really want to do something where <laughs> we can help the, somebody. We're going to go with the ketchup people, and we're going to tell them to stop <laughs> doing this. <laughs> we're going to give you the money, and you're going to walk away from this idea. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, but like you got like five grand or something. Like it was like a substantial amount of yeah. There was there was a, a monetary prize. There was also things like there was a, a Zesco like. Uh, some amount that was at Zesco to pick up equipment as well as, oh. you know, it would have been super helpful. It was super great. But apparently great. Uh, ketchup spice man needed it, <laughs> needed it more. Oh, they won. I don't, I don't think he won. I think <laughs> no, I, I was they must joking. Have, they must have had a condiment thing. No, I think, uh, I think a pickle guy won or something. Oh yeah. Indiana pickle company. Yeah. He's the one who recommended that I sign up for it. <laughs> 
The world wow. is so small, it's painful sometimes. And and, and that was just um, when pickling things was big. Where pickling like, things was huge. Hey, you know what you can pickle? A carrot. And we'll Literally throw a little beer anything. in it. Guess what? Now it's a beer beer carrot. Isn't that cool? Yeah, and pickled that, beer carrot. That was, uh, that's all you needed six years ago. To <laughs> <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't come with the fresh idea of uh, burgers? Uh, you know... <laughs> Uncharted territory in the land of small business. The hamburger delivered in a vehicle. Look, I will say this much. Yeah, I didn't reinvent the wheel by making burgers. But I also had literally everyone else's products on my burger. Like, guess what? I made a pickle too. Guess what? I have mustard. I mix shit into some ketchup. How about that? I've done all your ideas and you get a burger with it. (laughs) You don't. You don't sound bitter at all. <laughs> no, I let things go. Zach, I let them go. Dyke, I was actually just thinking the other day how much I wanted a beast burger. Mm. So, well, I could still, I could still create. If you one. could whip me up one next time I'm on the uh, podcast for my fourth appearance. That's right, we'll Indianapolis happy. comedy scene. My fourth <laughs> appearance on the Harder Brunch podcast. I'm just going to name them after the comics that you bumped. <laughs> yes. Um, so speaking of uh, interviewing you as a guest, uh, we talked before. I know we talked in depth about some of your food service origins. And we've talked yeah. about you are also a, uh, a nurse. Mm-hmm. What I don't think and we've talked about you being a uh, hilarious comedian and a showrunner mm-hmm. and a booker. But I don't think I've ever asked you about your comedy origin story. I don't know if we ever got oh. into your, like, you know, Com- Batman year one. Okay, Batman year one. Of, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll go back well. Um, people always ask, was I the class clown? <laughs> I said, no. I was I the ass clown. <laughs> I But I sat next to it. Oh. <laughs> and it took notes. That is a Eugene Levy joke from <laughs> Waiting for Guffman. Uh, but no, I, um, so really and truly, I, I just always loved comedy as a kid. Like, um, we would listen to a, a lot of comedy on like road trips and, you know, get the cassettes from the library or records and things like that. So I grew up li- re- listening to a lot of comedy and, um, uh, I kind of was a little bit of like a class clown or whatever. I just, um, we moved around a lot, so it was always like uh, a very good icebreaker and like easy way to uh, deflect the weirdness of being new was mm-hmm. to be funny. Um, and then I had always done a lot of performing in my like um, childhood, teen, early adulthood, like singing in choirs and being in plays and stuff, and all kinds of various other things like that. Um, and, but then when I got done with college and I was working full time as a nurse. Like um, it's really hard to commit to doing some of that stuff when you like work shift work. I mean, it's not dissimilar from the service industry, but it's like, Mm -hmm. I can't, um, you know, like commit to being in a play where I have to like be somewhere five nights a week when I work three nights a week, you know? And so um, it just, it really impacts your schedule. And I was in grad school at the time as well. So once I finished grad school and had time to like focus on creativity and stuff, this is not a funny story at all. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're like falling asleep. Hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> no, I was like, I just want to try this. Like I want to try it. Um, and so I uh, 
did some comedy at some burlesque shows, um, mm. which is super fun. Um, mostly because I was like a, just a burlesque super fan and I was like, oh, the, the energy at these is just like infectious and delightful. And I would love to, uh, like be part of that, but I don't know how to dance. Um, wait, so so did you skip over the whole open mic part and just go directly into telling jokes at the... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so that was your kind yeah, of yeah, open kind mic. Of first, yeah, yeah, it was when I first kind of started it. So and like at the time there were they were having like some burlesque open stages where mm. so it was kind of like an open mic but more for like they would have a hula hooper and a you know somebody doing drag and somebody doing so it was a lot it was like kind of a variety show open mic okay. is um what I kind of did the first couple of times. And then after that I um kind of found out, you know, more about other kind uh like the open mics and stuff and started going to those. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my comedy origin story. And how long ago was that? Uh, like six years. Wow. So how many, uh, how many of those burlesque type shows did you do before you started going to like open mic? Was it like, um, a a monthly thing, a bi-monthly thing? Two or three of them, I guess. Yeah. Um, And originally my goal when I was, uh, you know, kind of like thinking about doing it was I was like, oh, you know, if I could get on stage like once a month, that Mm -hmm. would be great. Yeah. But it's like one, you you can't get good at anything doing it only once a month. Yeah. Um, And I was like, I want to I want to be good at this, you know, um, and and I I always say like I you know I had a lot of the like public speaking hurdle already like mm-hmm. covered like yeah. being a performer previously um, you see that a lot with people who start out like from improv, improv. as well mm-hmm. yeah where they have like good um, pronunciation and um, you know the, the, just the whole speaking in front of people piece is like off the plate already you know? yeah and they can really dive into like being funny and, or you know worrying about delivery and, and joke writing and stuff like that. Um, similar to me, I, you know, I, I was already very comfortable speaking in front of people. I, I came from an opposite thing of like, I came from being on the food truck and like uh-huh. hi, hiding in the back, uh-huh. having my business partner talk to the news or whoever. And I was kind of like, I'm just going to put my head down. I don't want to talk to anybody. You work harder than anyone else. I don't want to. Yeah. And so like when I started doing comedy, it was like, oh, I, okay, now I'm going to be the one. And I think it took me a while to re- feel comfortable yeah. Just kind of addressing people and yeah. then just have to be like, yeah, you guys are really everyone to dial in for this fart joke. You know? <laughs> right. If everyone could be quiet and listen to this thing I thought of on the toilet. So where was the, the first uh, few like kind of more traditional mics that you went to? Uh, I went to Crackers and Morty's for their mics. And then um, there were a couple of like once a month mics happening at the time, like at the Melody Inn, and then um, somebody was running one in the city market for a while. So a handful of those, and then um, I started going to the Monday show um, really frequently. Um, what was that like your first few months? Because I, I know for me and for I feel like for a lot of people, like you feel like everyone knows each other, everyone's kind of clicked up. You're much more more outgoing person than i am uh-huh. but was how was that was it welcoming was it like yeah i mean i had like i knew a couple of the people already from um doing other open mics and stuff so i you know i didn't feel like i certainly felt like somewhat of the new kid but i also as i said before i do that all the time you know yeah so that, that's the place i operate from mm-hmm. best so 
That's a that's a great skill to have. Like, yeah. It's not like a skill that most people would think about is like, you know what she's really good at? <laughs> she's really good at being... Just breezing into town, making a big impact on everybody and breezing <laughs> out of town. No, I went uh, on vacation with my friend Haley uh, last weekend down to Nashville for the night, and we had the time of our lives. And anytime we go out of town together, it's always um, just absolutely bananas because she and I both have this power to just charm the shit out of people uh, on our first meeting. Uh, and if we acted the way we did out of town here, uh, we would be dead. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, I was going to say, like, the, the bizarre version of that would be, like, me and Zane Zadie going out. <laughs> yes! Just alienating everyone <laughs> in the room. Yeah. No, we had the most delightful time, though. We went to Nashville to see Kyle Kinane. Mm. Um, she did not know who Kyle Kinane was. She was just kind of along for the ride for yeah. fun. And she kept calling him... Kip Canary. <laughs> Kip Canarian. Kip Canary. That's uh, hilarious. And we stayed at this hotel called The Dive, which is uh, this uh, little uh, Nashville spot where it's it's one of those old ass hotels where you like enter from the parking lot mm -hmm. and they've redone all the rooms like in their mid-century slash 70s glory and there's a big like... Uh, concrete pool and every room has a disco ball in it that's on a light switch wow. and it was delightful that's amazing yeah and we hung out with a dog named pearl at the bar <laughs> excuse me um we almost <laughs> we bonded i think we had a lot of bonding moments early in our friendship did we I mean, I felt them strongly, and I think one of our uh, earlier uh, really strong bonding moments was we almost died in a tornado. <gasps> yes, coming back from from Ohio. Yes, we did. We um, that terrible tornado that hit Dayton. Um, it was on a Memorial Day couple years ago maybe almost died as a stretch but no, definitely we, we're in harm's way we were absolutely in harm's way like for starters um you like the pouring down rain dry like terrible wind so you couldn't have terrible visibility driving we do eventually like pull off the highway uh because there's this tornado warning you know uh also tyson and i are in the car drunk absolutely and we don't we, we don't have a care in the world we we're, we're, so. so it's me you know being the responsible mom <laughs> and we go we pull over into into a gas station parking lot and we all like went in the beer cave <laughs> like the beer fridge at the because it was like the most interior place and we just like hung out there for an hour while the storm passed because you think t tornadoes are this big, like, and big storms like that are these big traumatic events, but they're really over quite quickly, you know? Um, so we, like, waited 45 minutes until this was gone, and then we got back in the car. And well, well, also, like, they let everyone know before we came in. They were like, hey, we're we're not ringing people up. Like, this is a, a shelter-type situation. Yeah, yeah, Like, they should have been closed. And we were know? like, yeah, okay. And then we go in, and Tyson... He's <laughs> just drinking is just beer. just pulling beers out of the fridge <laughs> and drinking them. <laughs> And then, I kid you not, there's people in, like, emergency crouch positions in the bathrooms. And he goes in there and tries to start doing a tight five <laughs> in front of people. Oh, my God. I'd forgotten about that. Can you imagine if you did die and the last thing you heard was this asshole come in? <laughs> Workshop and shit. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 
guys. We must Have you ever seen Star Wars? <laughs> we must be dead already because I'm in hell. <laughs> Is there an open mic breaking out in this tornado? <laughs> yeah. Um, so There's a great picture of the three of us where like Tyson and I look like <laughs> we're having a great time at the after party. And Quinn's just looking at her out terrified like... <laughs> what is happening? Every time I go to Dayton, Ohio, something crazy happens. Like, um, uh, I was supposed to go one time, and they have that shooting downtown. Mm. Um, and I, I was like splitting the weekend featuring for DJ Dangler with um, Willie. I think, and like he was doing one night, and I was doing the other night. And I, I don't know if it like flipped a coin or something. And so I, it was I was going on Friday instead of Saturday, and the shooting happened on Saturday. Oh wow! Um, and then uh, this tornado thing, and then the last time I went to Dayton. Uh, this dude was fingering his girlfriend during the show, in the show room. At Wiley's? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she, she was wearing a skirt, and he just had his hand up under, and it was very obvious. Did you address it during the show? I sure did. <laughs> did you really? Because he kept like calling stuff out too. He just like kept yelling out <laughs> periodically. At one point during Dwight's set, he was like, "Put Gwen back on stage," <laughs> and Dwight's like, "Sir, Gwen will, does not play around. You do not want to come for her." Uh, yeah. So every time I go to Dayton, oh my god, that's um, I think that's the craziest thing I've ever heard happened in an audience before yeah 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 i've yeah. never seen a, a sex act performed no it was uh does, it that, was does that happen a lot do you think or people i think it probably happens more than you think but um in the comedy club like that where everything was this was like also you know kind of still during covid or yeah. Yeah, we still are during covid but like everything's pretty spread out you know yeah. like there <laughs> she sure was <laughs> so you know it, it yeah if you're yelling out, it's pretty easy to identify like where that sound is coming from. I remember in junior high, we went to the IMAX at the uh, Children's Museum, and one of the kids got in trouble for finger banging his girlfriend at IMAX. What? Yeah, that just didn't happen in my grade school. That, that wasn't. It until... was happening. You weren't. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> it was, it was look, look, that never happened in any school I ever went to, <laughs> college or otherwise. No one ever had intercourse i was drinking i'm just looking at this little picture of fruit on the side uh -huh. of truly and i thought it was a pickled deviled egg <laughs> but no it is a passion fruit hey that probably would have won the the goddamn <laughs> best contest entrepreneur contest we bring you pickled deviled egg what? hard seltzer well, you gotta make you gotta make your own deviled egg so we just <laughs> we just make the sprinkle that goes on top of the deviled egg <laughs> That that ketchup thing is. Uh, I think I'm just gonna bring some spice packets and mm -hmm. see if I could sell them and be like, it's a it's a flavor your own ketchup. <laughs> just add a two dollar add in, you know, so they can buy the ketchup and then flavor it themselves. Why would and why would you not advertise that you can put it with other stuff, like other condiments? Yeah, only ketchup seems really limiting. Uh, it wasn't a good idea. I don't think it was very well thought out. Uh, I can't believe we're coming back to this again. It definitely wasn't very well on this episode. executed. It was, uh, yeah. it was pretty bad all the way around. So comedy origin story. Dyke and I almost died coming back from Dayton. What, what's another time when our friendship really bonded? Uh, I think, 
I think our friendship. I think we. I think anytime we go on a road trip, I feel like because you're you know locked in a car with someone for hours. And That's hours true. And yeah. up spilling your soul to them. Um, well, you do because I, <laughs> when Dyke tells a story, it takes about three hours. I like if I'm going to tell you a story, I want you to have all of the acquired knowledge that I have in my entire life. To really make it make sense. Hand to God, Dyke and I went on like a trip one time and like 45 minutes in, I was like, so Dyke, tell me your life story. Or, or And it, um, it, he didn't finish it by the time we got there. And he was like, I'll pick back up on the way <laughs> I feel like road trips can either go one of two ways. It's either that or it's... Uh, awkward and i know like if i was like in a car with my stepdad oh yeah driving from one side of town to the other i'm I'm flattered that you trusted me enough to to give me the manuscript for your autobiography (laughs) (laughs) no he gives it to everybody (laughs) all right i'm not flattered i mean it's been on this podcast like the podcast really helps get it all out it does it's basically just an opportunity for him to talk at people for a while (laughs) I've heard some. I've, I definitely have heard some podcasts where it's like, legitimately, you can tell the person just like they'll have a guest. Like they didn't need the guest. Like the guest is just there for them to like bounce their crazy ideas off. Of. Yeah, yeah, because they're just doing all the talking. Yeah. Uh, no, um, I would say the first time we, the first time we had you on the Red Flag podcast, because we didn't really know each other mm, mm-hmm. that well, and I think I had made up a lot of crazy ideas about you. What kind uh, of crazy yeah, ideas? I was, I was about to ask. Well, you know, I was a, I was a newer, very new comic, and I very much saw you as like a like a gatekeeper, and like this is this <laughs> this is this is a person that's trying to stop me from saying what I want to say. She doesn't even know how edgy I could be. No, uh, and that's the thing. I've never been a particularly edgy comic. <laughs> But, that was your first impression of but me. I was just like oh like she's God. trying to like shut down my free speech and I who knows what I might talk about because I'm blah, 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 I'm blah, off blah. the rails I'm off the rails you can't I'm a wild stallion um <laughs> I love it I love it so much well no. and I think five minutes into you coming in the studio there was like someone left some coke on the table and you're <laughs> like is anyone gonna do that and I was like she seems pretty cool there's just <laughs> loose cocaine on the table <laughs> <laughs> also you were the first to notice it which i was pretty impressed <laughs> I, was, I was like what's this <laughs> cocaine that's cocaine yeah that's a, yeah you took a gummy of it oh my god that's a pretty badass this is true we're not even we're not even true. recording <laughs> uh, but then these are all lies just so but uh knows. no we we did the podcast and then i think we all went out for like like margs and uh yeah, and we Mexican did. food afterwards. That and was, you asked me whatever you. I was like, yeah, tell tell me what's up, Dyke. And you asked me whatever question it was that you had that you you had thought that I was. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I was like, hey, here, I'm a very reasonable person. Let me explain <laughs> this to you. And you're like, oh, okay. Um. Yeah, and then I think also with just, I think being in comedy, I think everyone, maybe maybe not you were this way, but I, I think a lot of me and a lot of people come in, it's like you see comedy as a way that you've seen it done before, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of like what comedy is. And it takes a long time. 
when they say to find your voice or whatever, but like to even find what you really want to talk about or your style of humor. Mm-hmm. Like the very first joke I did at open mic was a pedophile joke. Uh-huh. Like that's not even really my style of humor whatsoever. Exactly. But I, for some reason I thought I is like, it had to be shocking, you know, like, mm-hmm. and I think once that dies down a bit and you kind of go into your own, that tempers your opinion of others yeah. that have been in it longer. For sure. And then once you sat through your 150 open mic and you see how rough people's sets mm-hmm. could be, then you're like, oh, man, maybe we shouldn't be able to say whatever we want to say. Maybe maybe we should just try to make people laugh. Maybe that should be the focus. And, and like when I say make a blanket statement like, hey, please don't make a rape joke. Yeah. Like this is that wasn't so, to me, by the way. This, yeah, this isn't like, you know. <laughs> Because I'm trying to limit your free speech. It's yeah. because it's like, it's a bummer to fucking hear about. <laughs> All right? Like, just be better. Yeah. Because ev- every single one of those pedophile rape fucking your mama jokes that you hear at an open mic that just makes everybody groan and roll their eyes yeah. have already been told before. Uh, they're very hacky. Yeah. Um, I do like the idea that you know somebody like was like, "All right, Doug, no rape jokes," and he's like, "All right, I got some pedophile jokes <laughs> in, my, in my back pocket. I'll lead with that. That's how I'm going to pivot." Um, and then so that was yeah, so that was the first one. Then I think uh, definitely the the tornado, mm-hmm. and then I feel like we were very. I think we've been very close after that. I don't know. We were. Our, that near-death experience really brought us together. Yeah. And then, I don't know. I think just general hanging out. I don't think after then there was like, oh, this yeah. one specific thing. No. I think it's just I feel that. hanging out. And uh, and you do get to know each other more. Oh, yeah. You know, podcasting and eating eating meals together and hanging out with other people's friends. And yeah. you've been over here for, for shindigs and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. get-togethers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, and unfortunately, Gwen... It's time for plugs. Ooh. Plug it in. What you got? What you got coming up? Oh, so I will be at an evening with the authors this upcoming Thursday. That's July 2nd at the White Rabbit Cabaret. Get yourself some tickets. And then I'm doing something a little wild and crazy. Okay. I'm showing some of my paintings at a First Friday event at Goldleaf, which is at 46 and Norwaldo on Friday. So come out and see my um, creepy weird paintings that have helped me um, get through COVID as a healthcare worker. That's awesome. You do some amazing artwork. And the the evening at the Authors, uh, if you've never been, is a very unique and entertaining show. Where people, uh, some of the best comics in the city do character work. And present, um, yeah, we're reading a, f- a, a fake excerpt from a fake book that we, yeah, it's written. a fake author reading a fake book and, um, just really a unique show. Um, it's amazing. And Gwen always has just very interesting, funny characters <laughs> that you come up and you go all out with your costumes. Yes, yes, I love a stoom. Uh, Zach Rohn, you can uh, find me at Patchin02, uh, or come on out to the farmer's markets at Carmel and Broad Ripple on Saturdays. And whenever you see a table that mustard on it, you think of Zach. Put it in your caddy. Also, I'm at Gwender Woman. Sorry. At Gwender Woman. Um, guys, if you'd like to support us, please go to patreon.com backslash harder brunch. Um, for, the, for the price of three Starbucks coffees a year. Wow. You can support your fam at the, and support Brunch Nation. Uh, also, um, we're going to be having a what show. A bargain. 
Red Flag Comedy is going to be having a show. We're in the alley next to Gordon's Milkshake this Thursday at 8 o'clock. It is a great outdoor show. It is 100% free. Some very funny comics. Get yourself an ice cream cone and a white claw and pull up a... pull up a Alcoholic a, milkshakes if you want to. A bench seat. You can dip your milkshake. Into, you can dip your ice cream into a white claw. I don't know. Um, I should have just left it with the alcoholic milkshakes. Um, I'm rambling, and I love you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye.